To our new passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone, and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View podcast, provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Dave again. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. On my last podcast, I had Kurt on and we were talking about holidays around Walt Disney World. And I told a couple of cast member stories. It was kind of cast member light. But I wanted to kind of get into those stories just a little bit more and tell a little bit more about what it was like to be a cast member around the holidays. Because it was really a fun time. There was a lot of entertaining things that happened and uh, I really enjoyed it. So there's a whole crew that comes in and converts the park over. They do all the job of uh, installing all of the Christmas decorations. They add the trees. They do everything that goes on there. And it's really kind of neat to watch it happen. It happens beginning about Thanksgiving week and goes on until the Friday after Thanksgiving. So by Saturday, pretty much everything is done. So they're in the Magic Kingdom. I'm working in the Emporium, and I'm watching them uh, put the tree up and decorate it and get it ready. And it's an amazing thing that they did because they got it up over the course of one evening. We were closing down the store, and you're watching them kind of put it up through the window. And it was really kind of neat. I mean, you know, here's this tree that comes in, and it's a real tree. Uh, it has been preserved in some way, and it's uh, got some fire retardant on it to make sure that the, if anything happens, it doesn't catch fire. But it's a real tree, and it's being decorated, and it's being set up, and it's just remarkable the way that they're putting it together. So we're inside the store, and one of the things that we have to do is kind of change over some of the merchandise that's there. So we're selling a little bit more Christmas-themed or holiday-themed merchandise. Now, there's still a construction crew that comes in and puts up a lot of the decorations and so forth, but we're doing some of the physical displays and some of the, some of the merchandise that goes out there. Some of it's been queued up in the back for a week or more, and we're getting it ready to put on display and, and uh, start uh, selling it. And then when it comes time for the uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, it becomes this really fun adventure of changing out a lot of the merchandise to have more of the Very Merry Christmas Party merchandise, of getting yourself in kind of the holiday mode. 
you know, as the holiday music is playing and you're hearing different things happening and there's the parade coming down, it just has that certain cheeriness to it. And there's something really fun about standing there and being a part of it and really interacting with the guests on that level. And it's really, really cool. And, you know, I worked uh, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Eve was kind of interesting because they, uh, they closed the parks early. That's the one day that they actually closed the parks early so we can go home and spend time with our families. And uh, so we went home. Uh, we, I think we got off work that day. At, um, our, our shift ended. I think the park closed at 6, so we were out of there by 7.30 and got home and had some time to spend with our families. And then the, uh, the following day, I worked Christmas Day. And that was actually kind of fun. It was Christmas Day in the park. And, you know, they were filming the, uh, <clears throat> the live version of the, uh, the holiday parade, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade, that's being shown on uh, ABC. And uh, Regis and Kathy Lee were there, and they were out, you know, out there, and they were doing the show from, from outside. We got to interact with them just a little bit as they needed a couple of things we were providing for them because we were the store that was closest, and we had what they needed for the most part. And that was kind of fun. What you see on the TV during the uh, holiday parade is not actually all happening right then. What Disney does is for a couple of days beforehand, they'll film the parade coming down Main Street. And they try to get the perfect weather and the perfect shot so that they can make it look really beautiful and spectacular. So on Christmas Day, if the weather doesn't happen to be so good, they'll be showing more of the uh, shots of the parade coming down Main Street. If they want to get a close-up shot of something and they're not able to get it, they can use the videotape version, or now the digital version, to be able to intersplice with everything else. So it's kind of neat because you're having that happening a few times, and it's kind of fun when you're there a few days before Christmas. And the parade is coming down Main Street, um, and it's going the opposite direction from the way it would normally go. Normally it starts at the, uh, at the car barn where the uh, trolleys come out and goes up Main Street and then goes over toward Frontierland. But for the Christmas parade, it goes the other direction, so the castle is in the background as it's coming down Main Street. Very clever. And so for a few days, it's doing that. And it's neat because what happens is along the way, they'll stop the parade, back it up, and then restart it again so they get just the shot they want to get. It's really kind of fun. If you happen to be there, it's kind of fun. And if you're working it, it's really cool. So anyway, I was there. I was working uh, both uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I had a couple of days uh, where I worked um, between Christmas and New Year's, and I was expected to uh, take New Year's off. I had the, uh, had the holiday as a scheduled off day for me. Uh, and then about um, maybe 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, my supervisor called me and asked me if I would like to come and work uh, New Year's Eve. I could make a little overtime. I'd be working a, probably a longer shift. It might have been 10 or 12 hours or something, and it would certainly be overtime because I was in the next week and whatever. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, I don't have any big plans for New Year's Eve. This could be fun. I might, I might enjoy myself and uh, have something, a uh, story to tell. And sure enough, that's what happened. So well, I was the um, fall of 1992 uh, when I was there. So I'm there, and something I learned that I actually hadn't realized until that point, there is one day a year that there is no evening parade. Do you know what that day is? New Year's Eve. And the reason is because always the Magic Kingdom reaches park capacity on New Year's Eve. There's enough people in the park where uh, they don't actually do a parade on that evening. They do a nice fireworks show. They have a big celebration and, uh, and chain put the sign up for the next year. So my job that evening was not to work in the store, but was to do more crowd control type things. So I started off my day. I probably got there about 4 in the afternoon or so. And uh, my day started with going into a meeting room. And uh, it was me and a, you know, a dozen other cast members who were going to be doing this job. And we sit in the meeting room, and they, they talk to us, and they tell us, okay, here's the deal. You're going to be out on Main Street. Your job is to do crowd control early to make sure that people have what they need, that they can uh, get off Main Street, that they can find where they're going. You just keep, kind of keep them happy. Just keep them entertained for a period of time. Then when the fireworks start, 
you're going to see the crowd kind of uh, push in toward Main Street, and everybody's going to be there watching the fireworks because everybody wants to see it on Main Street. So your next job after that is going to be to make sure that all of the strollers get off of Main Street so they don't create a bottleneck of uh, traffic flowing down Main Street. As you know, when you're in uh, the Magic Kingdom, the only way to get out is to walk down Main Street. So you're going down Main Street, and uh, if there's a stroller blocking part of the way because somebody just picks up their child and takes the, uh, walks off and leaves the stroller there, the stroller is now blocking traffic, and maybe it's two or three people wide that can't get down Main Street. So our job was to just get the strollers off of Main Street. We still had Center Street because the Emporium hadn't expanded at that point. And they told us, you know, you can take it down Center Street, you can put it in the back, you can dump it in a planter, you can do whatever you want, just make sure that it's not on the street. They also had some spotters up on the top of buildings who were watching the, uh, the, the happenings and could point out to us because if you're standing on the street... Uh, you wouldn't know exactly where these, um, these strollers were necessarily. You could see a bottleneck, but you had to kind of work your way up there. So the spotters would kind of give us a tip so we could get there a little more quickly. So we were told that that was what was going to happen. And then part three of our night was to do the uh, crowd direction, to send people to make sure that they could get out of the park easily because we opened up the exits uh, past Center Street and then around uh, toward Tomorrowland so you could go up behind Main Street and actually funnel out that way. If you've ever done that, it's kind of interesting because you can see the backstage area. So anyway, the, uh, the evening starts, and we, uh, we get started, and it's, uh, I'm out on Main Street, and I'm wearing, instead of wearing the traditional clothes of a, uh, uh, somebody who works in the Emporium, which would be the, the brown pants and the, and the tan shirt and the vest, in this case, I was wearing a control stock uh, costume. So it was the uh, white shirt and blue pants. And that's uh, somebody who can go to any part of the park. It's very important to be in costume for whatever part of the park you're supposed to be in. So this uh, allowed me to go to pretty much anywhere off of Main Street, around Main Street, wherever I needed to go, so that I was always in costume. So I'm out there, and uh, the first part of the night is a lot of fun. You know, around, starting around 7 o'clock, we're telling people, yeah, there's no parade, it's okay, and we're just having fun interacting with um, guests. It's me, it's the other people that were in that meeting, it's all of the janitor- janitorial staff that are out there, um, all the other cast members who normally have duty stations out there, some people from... Uh, uh, from other rides and attractions that have been sent out there, some people from uh, the, uh, the the Main Street vehicles uh, that have been sent out there, some people from the monorail, it, you know, a number of different people who were out there just doing, you know, crowd control and just interacting. And it was fun to just walk up and down the street and just start talking to people. I love to talk to people. As you may have guessed, I love to talk and I love to chat with people. And it was just fun to start asking people, hey, where are you from? What brings you here? Why are you here today? You know, blah, 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 whatever it was. And it was just fun to have that interaction and that social aspect of it. It was way more interesting in many ways than my regular job because I was, you know, here I was, I was doing something where I didn't have to stock the shelves. I didn't have to make change. I just could stand there and have fun and be entertaining. And it was a great time just walking up and down the street and having fun with people. And one of the things I distinctly remember, there was a, a lady who I ran into, and she was sitting there with her daughter, maybe, and they were having a, uh, they were having a little trivia uh, contest between them about Disney trivia. They had a little Disney trivia game. It might have been Trivial Pursuit. It might have been some other game, and she was just reeling off questions, and her daughter was trying to answer them. So I jumped in, and uh, my knowledge of Disney was vast, and I was able to answer a lot of the questions. Then this other guy came up, and he was, uh, he was standing next to me, and the two of us were just playing off of each other. And it was like... We were old friends. I mean, it was, it, was, it was so amazing the way we were kind of playing it. It was just fun. And the lady said to us, you guys, you guys must have known each other for years. And I looked at him and I go, um, nope, <laughs> we just met a couple of minutes ago. She goes, oh, my God, that's so cool the way you guys interact with each other. And for me, that was a special moment because I had, like, become a cast member. Exactly what I anticipated a cast member would be, I had become that. 
I really got to enjoy being that person, being the quote-unquote Disney expert, being there, helping to entertain people, having some fun, and just interacting with another cast member who happened to be walking by, and we were like old friends. And it was just amazing. It was so much fun to stand out there and just talk and chat and, you know, just walk up and down the street and, you know, just do goofy things and just uh, have some fun with people. So the night goes on and it gets time for the fireworks. Now when the fireworks come, there's nothing really for me to do except sit and watch the fireworks. And they were incredible. I had I had seen the uh, New Year's Eve fireworks before. I had seen them from behind the parks, uh, back by the cast member parking lot when I was a uh, when I was a regular guest. I had also seen them from standing at the Contemporary Hotel, but I had never seen them from Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. And it was just a spectacular event. It was amazing. I still remember it, you know, just the just the uh, overwhelming nature of it, and just I stood there in awe, and I think pretty much everybody else did too. All the cast members, all the guests, everybody was just standing there, just like jaw drop, just amazed at how really spectacular the fireworks were. So they put up the sign, it's 1993, yay, everybody cheers, and like suddenly it just turned. It was like you know something just switched, and everything turned, and all of a sudden everybody just turned around and started moving toward the exit. And I'm standing in the middle of Main Street, and I'm going, okay, time to go to work. And so my job is now to make sure that those strollers get off of Main Street. And sure enough, true to form, there's strollers being left everywhere. And I could see a bunch of them where I'm standing. And, you know, people, it's funny, because these were the old metal strollers that they used to have. And I believe the deposit on it was either 5 or $10. People didn't care. It's like, yeah, I don't want the money back. I don't care. I'm just going to go. And uh, so they just leave them there and take off. And it was amazing to me how many of them got left behind. I mean, you have a large number of people in the park, but pretty much all of them are getting left behind. So my job was to just start collecting them. And so I'd just walk over and grab the stroller and just start pulling it with me and take it wherever was the nearest place I could get it to. So backstage, offstage, center stage, wherever I could get it. I, did, I do think I threw a couple in the planners along the way. I might have. Uh, and it was really kind of interesting to try and get them off there and not run into people who were trying to get around you. You're trying to help them, but they're just trying to get around you because you have a stroller. So it was kind of kind of fun to try and get them all off the main street. And every once in a while, a, uh, a lead would come up to me and say, hey, there's a stroller over there. You know, and they'd point out to where the location was, and I'd zip over there and get it and get that one off stage. And, uh, you know, sure enough, uh, crowd control kept moving, and we finally got most of main street clear. There were more left later, but that was time to move on to uh, phase three, which was to actually stand there and start directing people to the other exits. So somebody hands me a one of those big flashlights with the uh, with the point on the end of it, so it lights up orange, and I'm pointing people and directing them to uh, the exit over at Tomorrowland. Exit to your right, folks. Exit to your right, and just helping people to get out of the parks and you know, you know just making traffic flow a little more smoothly. Uh, so it was kind of fun to stand there and do that. And as the traffic started to wind down there, then it was time to go and get all those strollers that we put pushed backstage and take them back to the stroller return because now they had to get cleaned up and, re- and refreshed um, for the next day. So now it was my job to help move those strollers back to uh, where they belonged. So for the next, I don't know, hour or so, it was just pushing strollers back to uh, the stroller return. And it was, you know, it was kind of fun because there were still a number of guests that were in the park. Not certainly not the number that were there originally, but uh, there were guests still there, and they wanted to chat. They were having fun. It's New Year's Eve. They're having a good time, and they wanted to talk to me. So I'm standing there, and I'm talking to people and having some fun. I do remember distinctly that someone walked up to me and said, so I hear that Walt Disney's head is frozen in, inside of Cinderella's castle. Is that true? You know, <laughs> And it was a really interesting question, and I kind of looked at him, and I said, yes. Yeah, of course it is. 
Um, but I had a little fun with it. You know, it was just having some fun uh, interacting with people and just having a little fun. Um, it is not true, is just in case you weren't sure. But it was interesting to hear somebody ask that question because they were dead serious. They really thought that maybe that was true. Uh, they'd heard it some urban legend somewhere, and that was uh, that was you know an interesting thing to to think about. So there I was, you know, just trying to clean it out, having some fun, getting people off of Main Street, making sure that it's all clear. And then finally, at about I don't know, it was probably three in the morning at this point, something like that. You know, we've got everybody cleared out. It's pretty much done at this point. We've closed down the back parts of the park, and people are still going through the Emporium. And it's time for me to head home. So, you know, it's time for my day to end. I've been there for, you know, almost 12 hours, I guess. I got a break somewhere in there before the uh, before the fireworks started, and that was great. That was a nice time, but uh, it was time to go home and, and uh, end my day. And, you know, that was just one of the most fun things that I can remember doing at, at the Magic Kingdom. It was just so engaging and interactive to just talk to people and just, you know, have some fun with them and just play the Disney trivia game and walk along and just, you know, really enjoy it and relish it because you don't get many opportunities like that. As a cast member, you get a lot of opportunities to do different things, do something that's outside the norm. And this was certainly one of them. Uh, There were other things that I did that other cast members did that we talked about, but it was just so much fun to just stand there and, you know, really just do something that was so unique. I'd never done anything like that before, and I probably won't have an opportunity to do something quite like that again, but it was really, um, really amazing. And uh, just the way Disney managed themselves, and they had us there to help the crowd get out. I'm still amazed at, you know, the foresight that they put into it to make sure that everyone had a pleasant experience getting out of the parks. It was really pretty incredible. So that was was pretty neat. And then um, as the holiday season ended... One of the things that we uh, we saw was, you know, it's pretty rapid that they're able to take the things back down. All the decorations that they put up over the course of a week, they're getting back down over the course of a little less than a week because it's easier just to take them down and just pile them up in the in the backstage area where never see, no one sees them, including the big tree that was on Main Street. It was always kind of funny to me personally. They put it behind where the Tomorrowland Theater was, uh, and it was just laying on its side, so you couldn't see it. If you came up on the monorail and you looked back there, you could kind of see it. If you were on the train, you could almost see it. Um, but otherwise, you really didn't notice it, if you were, especially if you were in the park. And it was really kind of neat um, just you know, thinking about the fact that it was there for a period of time until they were able to dispose of it properly. It would just sit out there behind the theater and uh, nothing happened to it. And it was always kind of neat just to, for me personally um, during my shifts when I was there and I'd, I'd have a break. I'd walk over there and just kind of admire the tree in a kind of a unique way because it was laying on its side. And here it is, that big tree that everyone had admired and seen at the, at the entrance to Main Street was there and you know here i am i have a kind of a personal moment just looking at this tree even though it's on its side and it's mostly undecorated just kind of interesting to be able to see it like that uh and uh kind of experience something really different again and it was uh, it was a really neat experience and then we got to change the store back over to uh, traditional merchandise after um after the first of the year so by the time i was working again on the second or third of January, it was time to start uh, changing the store back over and making it look like it always had looked before and making sure that all the holiday decorations were gone. And it was a, it was a remarkable thing. And then it was business as usual, which, which is to say it was great, but just different. Uh, and it was really a really remarkable time. And I loved working there during the holidays. It was just, it was, it was so much fun. As I said in my last podcast, there was something really special about being there during the holidays that wasn't there the rest of the year. Not to say that it wasn't fun to work there the rest of the year. It was just special and different uh, to be there during the holidays. So that's it. That's my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed my little tale of being a cast member around the holidays. Tune in again in about uh, 10 days or so, and you'll hear another podcast on another fun topic. 
But for now, remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. If you're standing, please hold onto the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his contributions to the show, and also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at disneypodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. Ha 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 